Road Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Rams, we're here. It's a early Sunday afternoon in the QC, Danny Rams. Um, I'm here at the house in the studio, and you, sir, are a man about town. I had to get out of the house, man. I, I just, uh, what can I say? I, I've been hyped. I've been vibing ever since the uh, the thing ended, the game, the win. Uh, we had a great night at EPR, and I, I barely slept because I was so happy with the win. And uh, we set up to do this live stream. We're getting early afternoon in, hopefully catching the late Mother's Day brunch crowd. Hopefully, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. We wouldn't be here without you, literally. So thank you. And uh, uh, I just said, I, I got to go get out of the house. It's kind of spur of the moment. I should have invited you. Full disclosure, John was pissed at me for not inviting him when he found out I was here at Town Brewing. But uh, I came up to town because last night was like a, a lucid dream, if you will. And lucid dreams is one of the brews they have here, Hazy IPA at town. That is legit one of my favorite beers of, of all, in the whole city. Definitely my favorite IPA. So I came up here to get a Lucid Dreams. I was like, I'm going to do the show and uh, and uh, have my Lucid Dreams, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But then I get here, and it's been a while since I've been to town, and they don't have Lucid Dreams on tap today. So there you go. It's uh, it's it's on hiatus. So they have a new hazy, hazy IPA that's called Stellar Evolutions here at town. And uh it reminds nothing's quite a lucid dream, but this reminds me of it. And uh, happy that uh, the bartender here knew her stuff. She could easily direct me to a acceptable replacement for the lucid dreams. But I'm still living my lucid dream here, uh, in uh, in Charlotte because we're winners, baby. We won three one. How great is that? I think it's almost appropriate that the lucid dream is is off tap and uh, the stellar evolution is on tap. It's because, reality. Uh, yeah. The 2023 season is back on track and it's mm-hmm. been an absolutely stellar evolution from the start of the season that was just, you know, absolutely trash. <laughs> Quite frankly, it was, <laughs> right, it was exactly. horrible. No other way to say it. Yeah. And and that's why if you look at the standings right now, you'll, you'll see Charlotte, I believe it's a minus six goal differential on the season as well. Um, so you know, even though you're feeling good today, that number has to get into the positives sometime soon. And there's a long way to go. But last night against Atlanta, getting three goals, winning by two, the clean sheet would have been nice. Uh, but all of a sudden, Charlotte has won, I believe, five of six in all competitions. The lone loss on the road at D.C. where we were. We went to D.C. Uh, and saw an absolute stinker. And the 1,200 fans that got busted down there who are just arriving back here in town now, uh, shout out to them and the passion and um, the togetherness y'all showed uh, at the Benz. On on Saturday, Greg Franco chiming in. He just got off the bus down at the tailgate lot. So shout out to, to y'all. And uh, what an evolution it is, Danny, because all of a sudden this team has won five out of six. And the Open Cup dream is still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's positive vibes heading into a, a big-time match week. Chicago Fire at home on, on Wednesday. We're in the thick of it now, Danny. Yeah, let's fucking go, as Hub Likes puts out there. Thanks to all the commenters who are joining us on YouTube. We're doing an early stream today just to test it out. We're all we're trying to find out, like, the sweet spot, so we're doing a lot of experiments with these streams. There actually will be another one later tonight. So we're going to go for two for one, two streams for two Justin Miriam goals, basically a bonus episode with a special guest later tonight. <laughs> but we are in the thick of it, John, to, to answer your question. Um, the, the fixtures are coming fast and furious. We have midweeks this week next week and the week after that and this week is nice because we have two straight home games but then we got to go on this hellish trip to like 
to to Los Angeles, then to Philly, then to New York, like back to back to back. It's just horrible. But you're going to be at that Philly game, right? So uh, you're excited about that. Uh, a nice little away day in the, in your hometown. And uh, it just feels like you said, like you said, the season's back on track. I'm going to put the banner up here on our, our screen here, right on uh, on the Charlotte Soccer Show YouTube, because it, it's like a season that was in wary of going lost, was just going by the wayside is all of a sudden we're in a, I think we're in a seven way tie for the last playoff spot or something like that in, in the, uh, in the standings, like the table's crazy. It's very compacted and Atlanta looks like a shell of themselves compared to the team that came into the fortress and beat us a couple months ago. We were almost able to reverse the scoreline. I wanted a four Oh, so that we, I wanted to get that fourth goal to be ours. Unfortunately, Atlanta got it. And it, it, I, I think we both wanted the clean sheet. You know how it is. Like soccer fans are greedy. So when you're up 3-0, you want the clean sheet. You're like, okay, I've got the three goals. Now I want the clean sheet. And that's that's the state of mind I was in for like the last 30 minutes of last night's game. And it was unfortunate not to, not to get it. I think Latanzio needs to learn. We can talk about this. We want to shout out our commenter, Alan Schmidt, who I believe is a new commenter. Welcome, Alan. Thanks for chiming in with us. He says, we've gathered here today to investigate crimes committed against Hamadi Diop. And... Uh, that's one of the storylines coming out of that. If, if you know, if you, uh, in terms of Hamadi subbing in and subbing out, like that's the ultimate insult to a soccer player to like sub him in and sub him out before the end of full time. I've, I've rarely seen it happen in, in leagues across the world. So that happened to Diop, right? But it's like, do we really care? Because like, <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. We won. The season's back on track. Like, I, 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 we can get into that. I, I just think. Diop's going to have a part to play, so I'm not too worried about it. And I, I, right now, I'm just loving life. How could you not be loving life? Uh, cheers to you out on the town at Town Brewing. Cheers to all of our TFOs. Uh, make sure you can find us on social at For the Crown Baby. You can find us there on Twitter. Uh, for those watching on YouTube, cheers to you. For your, for those of you listening uh, to the podcast, it's good to be back on the show after a week away. Awesome shows, Danny. Uh, Ashley Mahoney, shout out. Uh, great guest on the show, Matt Geslin filling in, and Level Up Luke as well. We leveled um, up the stream last week for sure. It was great, yeah. Huge, huge week of shows. Brief apologies to the audience. I could have done better, John, with the audio quality of the Ashley Mahoney and Matt Geslin <laughs> interviews. I got to apologize there uh, inside the show, behind the scenes of the show. This is why you're the you're the audio producer of this show is because when it's left to me, it's not quite as good as it could be, but hopefully it was still a good listen for people and uh, – yeah, you mentioned the, the faithful that went down. Here's what I think. Here's what I would say. Last night, and you tell me if you agree with this, was last night the finest hour of Charlotte FC support in terms of like the the thousands of people? Like a thousand people went by bus. Certainly hundreds more would had to have gone by car. And so you figure a few thousand people were down there, invaded Mercedes Benz, took it over. They were chanting like, this place is a library, you know, you know, like they were like, yeah, they were like making Atlanta fans embarrassed. We, we heard it at EPR. You could hear, we are Charlotte, <laughs> the mighty black and blue. That, that was playing like, oh, you could hear that on Apple TV, you know, like uh, I think it sounded, it sounded like we were at EPR. Yeah, the, the crowd did did an amazing job, and you could you could see it post game, Danny. Um, uh, and, and it was a great video uh, tweeted out by Charlotte FC today. Um, this was.
was an unbelievable moment. Uh, it certainly was. And, and Christian Kalina is a guy that um, has made all the difference in the world. And I, I want to talk about Justin Miram, uh, Danny and his brace. I want to talk about Carol Spiderski slotting home um, the PK. But uh, I, I wanted to highlight Christian Kalina there and um, something that he did earlier in the match. I just wanted to call this out. Danny, I want to show you this clip from earlier in the match. Maybe this game goes uh, a little bit differently if this doesn't happen. The transition to the transition. Ball played in behind. Araujo. Big save. Kalina with a fist pump afterwards as well. With a fist pump afterwards as well. I noticed that in the moment. I, I called right. that out. You called it live. You did. I said, dude, Kalina, he's into this match. He's fist pumping that save. And, you know, it, it, it set us up um, for a great match to have that uh, moment early where the defense knew uh, the keepers got their backs. We can be a little right. confident here. And having Kalina there, I think, I think made a big difference early in the match. Totally agree. And, like, we that allowed us to sort of continue having our fun. For most of the game, I felt like early on, that was in the 16th minute, I think, that save you just showed. We were having our fun. We were pretty much doing what we wanted. We felt pretty good, pretty, pretty confident. Ten minutes into this game, we were looking at each other like, we're finding joy. We're doing what we need to do. You know, like uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. And uh, we felt like we could do what we wanted. But then there's always the danger of that goal against the run of play. And that was a counterattack from Atlanta that came in. Araujo was, you know, pretty exposed there. It was pretty much a 1v1. And Kalina came up big, made himself big, made the kick save and a beauty, as we uh, called it out at EPR. And... Uh, and you got to stay in it. You know, we go down one nil there, then it's harder. Then Atlanta can bunker. And then at home, especially, then it's harder to go in and like find Miram on the back post for a little cool as you like, uh, little uh, lob wedge into the green there, into the net, and uh, and then then we get we get the one zero lead, and then we can open it up the way we want to. So yeah, that save was huge. Kalina's huge. I love Kalina's like offensive stance in the box. We talked about this about how Marxi and Cisniega are definitely good goalkeepers but they kind of set up in the box in a defensive stance. Like, okay, come at me. And Kalina's like, I'm coming at you, man. Like Kalina, like he's like leaning his shoulders into the, into the his stance when he goes against the attackers. I love Christian Kalina. I'm so happy he's back. I took him for granted. He had a bad finish to the season last year, but he was our MVP of the first half of last year. We can't forget that. No, we can't. And the impact is being felt now. And just that, that moment uh, that Carol and, uh, Christian Kalina embraced post game. I think shows the with the the chemistry that exists there between those two players, and it it showcases maybe why this this team has gone on this run. And it's not just because of the goalkeeper though. It's it's because of um, a player uh, who came to this club uh, unexpectedly that um, Chris, uh, Christian Latanzio had a history with, and and it's Justin Miram. It's it's a guy. Danny and Justin Miram, who you, you mentioned that quality finish on the back post. And, you know, without that clean to save, you know, this this doesn't happen. And, and Justin Miram is our man of the match. He has to be your man of the match. He's my man of the match, Danny, for reasons like this. It's Lindsay outside the area with it. 18th minute, still no score. Westwood sends it back into the mixture. Going back post. It's Miram. He scores! Justin Miram against his old team. It's Charlotte FC to the lead one nil. And the Mercedes-Benz Stadium drops into silence. Incredible from Merrim, who apologizes to his former fans. Charlotte FC absolutely love it. It's an incredible finish from Justin Merrim on the one-time volley. 
against the run of play. So well done, out of the air to strike it. Getting underneath it enough to make it unsavable. It's really good build up from the crown. The ball perfectly delivered yet again. Swung in by Westwood and Merrim on the half volley. Unsavable. Uh, I mean, it was a, a moment to remember, uh, courtesy WFNZ, that's Will Pelagic and Jessica Charman on the call. Great, great call. Uh, I know that they were in the building yesterday. Uh, shout out to, to them for a great call that. And I waited to the end. I wanted to have uh, the, the final sentence there of that call by um, our friend Jess uh, call out the ball by Westwood. We, we know we know about the full volley finish. It was cool as the other side of the, as, of the pillow, Danny Brams. But uh, the ball in that moment, I, I thought the buildup was great. And, you know, I, I just ha had the at EPR. I just kind of looked up and I was like, send it in. It's the perfect spot. Right. Yep. He was he, he was exactly where you want him to be on the pitch in order to to send that Westwood ball that we've heard about. And yep, that, that was the was Westwood we ball. Finally, oh, he literally put it on Justin Miram's foot. That was a full volley about uh, six inches off the ground because the ball is exactly where it needed to be. So Justin Miram, it's a healthy Ashley Westwood. It's Christian Kalina. All of a sudden you're starting to see the core, the backbone, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about the backbone of this, this club and you add Carol Svidersky to that mix and Enzo Capetti. And all of a sudden this 2020, 2023 season is back on track. And uh, we're dreaming of more goals like this from Carol Svidersky. Svidersky against Westberg from the penalty spot. And he sends the keeper the wrong way. And he doubles the lead for Charlotte. What a start to the second half. The Benz is stunned. Well, Charlotte FC had been calling for more from their DPs. And the two of them on the day connect in a massive moment initially to earn the penalty kick, and then it's Karol Swiderski who steps up with such calmness and coolness to put his side up 2-0 here at the Benz. See the celebration, goes over to his fan and says, yeah, we can hear you. We can. Wow, what a moment there. Swiderski, uh, an easy finish, a cool finish from the spot to make it 2-0 uh, early in the second half. A red card is well issued uh, against Camila Uzviak. Uh, a great place. Swiderski whips it into the box, and Uziak there gets a shot on goal. Still, it's saved, but uh, there was a pulling of the shirt, a foul inside the box without mm -hmm. uh, going after the ball. Uh, Atlanta player sees red, and then Carol Swiderski is there. It's so cool, and the celebration. We always talk about the famous Carol celebrations. That was that was another one, Danny, where he no went straight, straight to the supporters' corner and yeah. and went a little wild. Again, the supporters earned it. They deserved it. They were loud as hell. They were the loudest thousand or so people in there. They were going nuts. They were raucous the whole time. And we, the squad paid it back. I think we tweeted from the show account, like, right before kickoff, like, these videos are amazing, what we're seeing from these fans today. And if the squad matches that energy and effort, it'll be an easy three points. And it turned out to be the case because everybody just played up to the top of their game and Carol was right to go straight to the supporters after that, especially it's nice after a PK, you can, you can kind of like think in advance, like how you want to celebrate a little bit, you know, assuming you're going to score. So that was cool. The whole squad was like just so hyped up and Gutman, uh, Andrew Gutman is the guy who got the red card. He 
if you remember, we showed the Kalina save a few minutes ago. Even like 10 minutes before that, right at the start of the game, Kalina got a, a hand to a, a very dangerous cross after Nathan Byrne had been burned down the sideline early in the match. And and Gutman was chasing that cross. Kalina knocked the cross out of the way of two attackers, and Gutman was one of them. And Gutman continued his run and like kicked Kalina in the face when he really didn't need to. Kalina got checked for a concussion after that. So I thought it was only fitting that Gutman eventually would be sent out for a red card. Uh, he's an absolute mess. Uh, that guy, he 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 tweeted out an apology to Atlanta fans. I was like, how would you tweet an apology to Christian Kalina for kicking him in the face? But uh, you know, the, once it was two zero, it was game on. It was wild. It was it was fantastic. And, and I think we're all still like feeling it today. Shout out to all these people who are here with us on this live stream. I want to say, uh, Bridget McCall, you know, on Mother's Day, it's appropriate that we get one of the mothers in, in the audience to say, hey, guys, she's listening from a table at Outback at the Mother's Day brunch. That's that's how much the Charlotte Soccer Show means to some people, and I really appreciate that Happy more Mother's than Day. anything. JPP checking in. I think this is the first time we've gotten James uh, on a live stream that I know of, or at least that he's commented. He's an OG TIFO. What's he stuff. talking about? What? Nervy? It got nervy at the end? That's we JPP, man. He's, it, that's, you know, it's 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 a nervy situation. When, you know, Diop's been sub Obviously, Christian Khalid, uh, excuse me, Christian Latanzio was very nervy. He subbed out Diop when we were up 3-0, and it didn't even matter. Like, uh, you know, Bridget's asking about the Diop. We teased it earlier. What do you... What do you think about the the Hamadi Diop sub in sub out? Like, what's your real thoughts on that? Uh, my my honest thoughts is that like um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that I, I think it's uh, a, a falls in line with a, a great podcast that the Athletic actually does. It's called Football Cliches, and it's kind of like when you make fun of uh, cliches that are cool. in and around the game. And the idea that you can't sub a player off that you've subbed on is this cliche that I right. think. Uh, lives in the game, but mm -hmm. Christian Latanzio proved that <laughs> you could do it if you want. And yeah, yeah. Um, if the player reacts poorly, then that's on that's on him. I think to act like Diop is going to be, um, you know, impacted by this negatively right. is is surely a possibility. But um, for me, it's not a big deal. I'm, I'm I, I, for me in the second half, like you know. People want to talk about that Diop situation. I just want to enjoy the beauty of this brace. EP striker on the pitch, but what do you? What's more important, the long term or potentially just short term gains in this game? Lindsay playing that ball in behind. Use the cross. It's another goal. It's Murray again. Well, that's the pick of the bunch for Charlotte, and their fans are absolutely in dreamland right now. Dreamland, absolutely dreamland, dreamland, baby. It's a Dreamland great call. Is really, what it's all about. Like we, that's the that's the what we talk about all the time, right? Dreamland. That's what yes. we're trying to get to every time. Yeah. Apple TV um, did a did a great job on the call, and like Dreamland to me is a place that you feel really good about um, securing the three points, and that's exactly what that three nil scoreline meant. Like Charlotte FC was not going to give up a, a three goal lead. Uh, at right. the end of this match. That's why I'm kind of making fun of JPP for saying things got nervy at the end. No, they were, the, Atlanta was down a man. They got a lucky goal off a corner. And um, they had, yes, they pushed hard late, but they were down three <laughs> at that moment. It's not like it was one. If it was one, sure. But that's why that Miram uh, second goal was so important because mm -hmm. it sent, sent you into dreamland because dreamland is what? Three points, Danny. And, and all of a sudden, Charlotte has three points. All right, sorry about that. I think I've got a slight uh, disconnection there. My fault. Sorry. This is 
another more back to more inside the podcast. John was telling me he's like, dude, make sure the internet's good there. Make sure the internet's. And I've, I've had a couple of nervy moments, but I want to I want to bring this up to you, John, because you talk about Dreamland, you talk about the brace, and this is what it meant at EPR right here. I love what that. I, I love this. I love this shot of you. I'm going to play it one more time. Just everybody look at this shot of John, the pure bliss on this man's face. Beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. Dreamland. Yeah. Thanks to every, that was Dreamland right there. That's what Dreamland is. If, if you're not familiar with the place. So I feel really good about everything that Charlotte did last night. I would have loved the clean sheet. Obviously. I, I think Latanzio is right to, to punish Diop for going out there with the wrong mentality, basically like, if the, if the gaffer's not happy with the effort that you're showing, pull him out. And I, I love that, and uh, it's what it's all about. So um, we've we've gone through the highlights. We, we showed you what it looked like post-game. And, um, That's some funny of, instrument right there, by the, the way. The other things yeah. uh, we, ha- we have to talk about are uh, form ratings, look at some heat maps, look at the, the sub-pattern. Which one do you want to do first? Let's go ratings first. Beautiful. So let's take a look at the player ratings. Um from Saturday night on the road down in Atlanta. And Tiago Amada is somebody that I want to circle off the bat. Uh, he's rated as a 7.7, but Carol Swiderski right there with him at a 7.6 and Justin Miram at an 8.8. We basically mm-hmm. stepped up and played with their best player, Danny. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what it was going to take because I was making the joke that Atlanta United is essentially Tiago Amada plus 10 dummies. And, and that proved to be true last night because like, he may have had a good rated game, but you we didn't really see him. He was never really truly dangerous. He never really threatened or like made us sweat or, or hurt anything. So I, I was actually pretty happy with the way that uh, uh, our team dealt with Almada. How about this comment, by the way, on, on the live stream? Love seeing John happy. We lo- we lo- It's all about love, John. We all love seeing you happy, John. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a good thing. But uh, uh, Alan Schmidt comments on the ratings that uh, six of six is rough on Ben. He made Almada work, and I agree with that. Like, as much as Almada was invisible and also Bender was kind of invisible, like Bender didn't really contribute a ton on the defensive end. He just ran and ran and ran. I urge you, if you think Bender had a bad game, just do a rewatch and just like focus on him. And he, he like made Almada work. I totally agree with Alan Schmidt there. And uh, do you, you want know, to go into the negative? Do you want to talk about, about the negative or no? I will go in the negative in one second, but let me just also shout out Brand Bronico holding it down. Uh, I don't think he's as good as Jer- Derek Jones is in this role of like being the defensive midfield stopper. I think he's better as like the pesky, like go get the ball back when once someone else has stopped it. But he stopped, stopped, stopped all night against Atlanta. He was he was dripping sweat like five minutes in. We commented that to each other, and he just never stopped. And uh, by the end of the game, his jersey was like soaked through, like dripping, dripping sweat. It was amazing. And shout out to Brant for just like the grind. That's why you live the grind set lifestyle is so that you can go 90 minutes hardcore like that, knowing you got another 90 coming up at midweek. So uh, what is the negative, though, my friend? I was asking you if you want to talk about the left back situation. Nathan Byrne is 6.2. It's bad. It's real bad. You want me to you want me? You want my thoughts? Get, get Byrne off the off the pitch. You know, like- uh, you, you last night you kept saying the same thing at EPR. Get him off my club, I think, is, is as far as uh, where's uh, we were talking about keeping the receipt. We were talking about the return policy at Darby County. I don't know. Like, Burn has been a good dude, and 
I don't hate him as individually, but I just don't like I don't feel like seeing him on the pitch. I feel like he's he's rough and and he gets burned, right? He got burned right off the bat. Yeah. Uh for a for a big chance where Kalina could have gotten injured because burn got burned. That's you know, that's not good. Yeah, exactly. And if you uh, we had that one highlight earlier in the match um uh about that break down the right-hand wing yeah. against against Charlotte FC's defense the left the transition to the transition. Ball played in behind. Araujo. Big save. Kalina with a fist pump afterwards as well. Nathan Byrne is nowhere to be found there. Yeah, and, and that's also Sobocop getting burned. It's like, it's like uh, warning, <laughs> intruder does not compute, cannot catch uh, attacking force. Like, I, I, Sobocop, not his finest hour. I'm glad he he's in there, and I think someone tweeted at us, say, hey, we're 4-0 with Sobocop in the lineup, and that's great, but, like, that was not a good game for him at all. We kind of like we won that game by just taking the by grabbing it by the scruff of the neck and like owning the attack and just doing whatever we want. We did not have a, a stalwart defensive performance by any stretch. Well, what's exciting to me is uh, when you think about now the strengths of the club, you think about the forward positions, striker, midfield. We talked about depth preseason, Danny, and I think all of a sudden yeah. now this team has really strong depth uh, on both of those. Uh, levels of the field the problem is that back line and while things feel great after this five out of six winning streak all of a sudden you start thinking about Guzman Carujo you start thinking about his timetable when could we possibly get him back into the lineup as a center back pairing with Adelson Milanda if that happens then you're talking about a team that is starting to find itself get even better yeah. and Christian Latanzio asked players and fans to wait for more so fans, not necessarily players, but I'm sure he had these conversations privately. Hey guys, you know, we've got some uh, experienced stalwarts coming back into the rotation. And I think just one more aside on the Diop situation is that, you know, Latanzio is an, is a, is a, a veteran players coach, right? Like he allows Carol Swiderski, Christian Kalina, Ashley Westwood to lead this team and he's really tough on the young guys. That's kind yep. of basically um, how this situation is, has unfolded. And on the back line, you know, there's, there's inexperience and there's youth at center back. And, and that's, that's okay. That's just kind of what you're seeing. But with Carujo potentially sliding back into that position and, and offering some size Franco. And, and experience, uh, Carujo, is, is, he's been on the pitch. He's been training. And um, I think it's going to feel like a big-time sign and getting him back in the middle, uh, is, even if he's 80% of what he was last year. So it's time to get excited, people. It's, it, if, if you're a fan of Charlotte FC, um, it's time to realize that those preseason predictions of making the playoffs, those preseason predictions of um, going on a U.S. Open Cup run, of Charlotte FC making noise, those – those opportunities, Danny, uh, they're all right in front of this team right now because a great run of form. And I've got to ask you, how does this team bottle this energy and bring it to the keep on 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 Wednesday? Because Wednesday, I am yeah. I, I, I am flying out to Chicago tomorrow. Okay. Um, and I'm Love flying that. I'm flying back in hot on Wednesday Love to that. get to get to the keep. But we've got to make sure this energy keeps up. And I think uh, this this run of form could potentially make the the keep a Wednesday night happy hour special, right? I like where you're, I like where you're going if, with that. If you're, if like you're, let you're me just put it this that. way: if you're going uptown for work on Wednesday, 
you better be at the match. Where right. else would you be? Stick right. around exactly. afterwards. Have a couple drinks. Go into the match and enjoy some midweek soccer at the keep. If this team gets three points on Wednesday, we've talked, Annie, about kind of stacking wins on top of each other. And all of a sudden, three points on Wednesday. There's, I believe it is seven teams tied with 15 points Crazy, in the yeah. East. And, and, and for what it's worth, Charlotte is number seven on that list. Because of goal differential, probably, right? Because of goal differential, that's exactly right. But another three points will put them in a great situation. And remember, the MLS tiebreaker on the table is not goal differential. It is wins. Yeah. And yeah. Charlotte FC is, is getting a lot of wins. Um, so, Danny, what do you what, what's your plan on so, Wednesday? So, I I love that you're coming in hot. I'm also going to be coming hot. I work in Ballantyne uh, generally till 7 p.m. I might – I might start planting the seeds early around the office. Like, hey, you know, if I could sneak out of here 30 minutes early, you know, uh, it might be might be kind of nice. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we shall see. Uh, I, I could be very well coming in hot, though, and uh, we won't get to do our normal gold line routine, but that's fine. I'm, my plan is probably bring my bike with me to work, park like a mile away from the stadium in the neighborhoods, and then bike in uh, real quick so I just have no no issue with any parking or anything like that, Uber, nonsense. So I'll be coming in hot. You asked the question, how do we keep the energy? And I, I this is where the cool thing happens where an advantage – this is what winning does, right? This is what, like, winning the game in Atlanta does. It turns a disadvantage into an advantage because, like, we win in that game suspensions for Copetti and Jones. And it's like, oh, man, how are we going to win without Copetti and Jones? These are two of our stalwarts. These are, you know, two of the best five players on the team without even questioning it. So, like, what are we going to do? Da, 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 da. Well, we did – we showed what we did last night. We went and won the game. All of a sudden, in this fixture congestion, in this time where everyone's dealing with rotation issues and, and little small injuries and stuff like that, we got two guys who have had a week off to get to come in. Enzo and Derek, two of our best players, all of a sudden well-rested, coming into a midweek match where they're ready to go. So, like, I think that's going to help with the energy a lot, bringing those two guys back into the lineup. I think that, that knowing that he had those two in his back pocket allowed Latanzio to play some of the starters longer last night, which I didn't love. I would love to see – I never want Carol to sub except I wanted him to sub last night for sure. Uh, but I think that's the key. And then the key is just the supporters need to bring it. Every, everybody that, that saw what happened when supporters come through, when you see what that quote-unquote, you know, they call it the 12th man. And we're ta- we talked about soccer cliches earlier, the 12th man <laughs> cliche. What you, need, you, need, you don't need a 12th man. You need your 1,200th man. You need, like, thousands of people screaming. Like, it's a, every little incremental edge that you get from every person yelling and devoting and giving their their energy and uh to the cause it, it helps and you know like as greg says here uh, on the comments the chicago squad that just beat stl csc fcfc united uh wandering rovers twice last week they did chicago beat st louis twice last week i don't really uh once in the cup once in the league i don't really rate st louis i'm not too worried about it chicago did have one of their defenders pick up an injury last game so maybe we could go against a weakened squad there i think that could help uh, I mean, look at what people are saying here in the, in the chat. And it's Kyle, one of our great TIFOs. Never thought I could say it would be three points off fourth, but in 12th. That's insane. I agree. Uh, JPP shouted out the great uh, chance to make it 4-1, which would have been nice. Cambridge went a little wide on a sick, sick pass from Carroll that Alan Schmidt shouts out. If you're doing a rewatch of the game, if you just want to celebrate it all, make sure you stay to the end because that pass from Carroll that split like two lines and beat four defenders was amazing. Uh, Jay Forrest wants to say that Sobocop sent the beautiful ball long to earn Carol the PK. I agree. Doesn't mean Sobocop had a good game, though. Sorry, Jay. Uh, he is, uh, he, I believe in him as a player, just wasn't his best game. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think what we have to do is take everything that we've got from this run 
and try to keep it going and just like everything like i'm not superstitious but i am a little stitious uh as mike scott says and like i'm doing i'm getting the routines going the things that worked i'm gonna do them again you know like uh, in terms of like how i feel about the team supporting the team and the patience like one thing that jpp shouts out here is i think camille's shown us we have to be patient with our players really coming to zone this year and so yes i want to bring the energy but i also want to be patient with this squad i don't want to get my expectations out of whack just because on one run good good run of form because it could go south quick we got a lot of games and a month from now we could be all all despair again if, if we're not careful so, yeah right. but it's important to at least acknowledge the opportunity that's in front of you that mm-hmm. you've kind of salvaged things mm-hmm. and as Big poor time. as poor as the start was as uh, pathetic as the back line looked um, getting Christian Kalina back getting some experience working together on that back line has kind of yeah. made this doable if the forwards and the midfield play well. Uh, so my question my question for Wednesday night is center back. Uh, who gets to start there? I think Melanda, um, who has been getting a knock here and there in these matches mm-hmm. of lady. He's going really hard. Um, he's going to be sore, but he's probably going to have to play on Wednesday night. And I think Sobosinski might have to play as well. I think yeah. uh, unless Derek Jones uh, slides into the, to the back line, which he could do, which I'm, he could I'm do. against it. But he's just too good of a midfielder. Yeah. It's not that he's he's not a good center back. He's not the worst center back. But he's too good of a midfielder. Right. Maybe Brant Bronico could play center back. Wow. He 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 kind of he sort of kind of did the other day. Because Brant could could play every every position. He could do anything. Yeah. What do you think about Miram? Like maybe we should end real quick on just like more shout outs to Justin Miram. It's Kyle says is that the addition that's bringing the on-field leadership and composure that that Fuchs provided last year? That's an interesting take. I hadn't heard that before. It was easy that's to chaotic. S- it, it was it was easy to say um, after last week's win that Miram was making a, a big difference. That mm-hmm. um, you know the addition was one, and, and he said it post game in a post game interview. He that he was a little bit Miram was blindsided by the trade that he he was kind of shocked all of a sudden his time um, at RSL was up, right? And he was being traded to a place where he he knew the manager, which really helped. But then he gets acclimated into the squad very quickly. We see his debut mm-hmm. in. DC and uh, thinking back now to the podcast we did, we made fun of the fact that Latanzio brought him on there. Yeah, um, but Latanzio was clearly bringing him on there just to get some reps with the guys, yeah. get him acclimated to the squad because he was going to play him. He Latanzio knew at that moment that Miram was going to start that next match and, sure, and you're start right. the, good, you very know, good insight. Yeah, very insightful and, by you. And that's why he brought him on the pitch then and kind of mm-hmm. said, um, I'm going to throw up the the white flag here in DC and, and prioritize the next couple of games because this guy's going to make a big difference to us because yeah. we need that experience. Um, so just want to say that uh, again, somebody that maybe deserves credit for this is Zoran Cronetta. Uh, somebody who goes out and finds a player that, uh, makes it, things happen uh, very quickly. Uh, so so shout out to, to Zoran Cronetta as well and the club for getting a bunch of fans down there yesterday. Shout out to um, uh, everybody involved and the, the, the people that helped the supporters get down on uh, Saturday. I, I heard there were some uh, uh, incidents. There were some minor skirmishes, you would say, between Atlanta – staff and some Atlanta fans. I heard someone tried to knock Sombrero Man Sombrero off physically. But, you know, they didn't assault they didn't insult Sombrero Man, but they did assault his sombrero. And I don't <laughs> I don't think that's right. So uh shout out to someone that I have uh, has come in for criticism from me in the past, Sean McIntosh apparently 
huge, huge help in sorting out a lot of the issues uh, with, uh, according to people of the scene, uh, with some of the flare-ups that were going on between our very, very uh, aggressive and assertive supporters and some uh, unfortunate Atlanta fans that were pretty pissed about the fact their team sucks. So, uh, shout out, Sean. Thanks for helping that out. Sure. So, uh, you've got a special guest um, later tonight on the CSS uh, live stream. Um yep. Make sure you get into the Chicago game a little bit. I want to. I want to hear a little bit of a Chicago preview, um, because this. I'm curious what our guest thinks about um, how this team can win on Wednesday. Because I'll, I called Atlanta maybe one of the biggest games of the season, just because of the opportunity. And if you get those three points and you win the biggest game of of the year, uh, and you got to turn it around this quick. How do you get it done? That's something I want to know. I want to hear what uh, Christian Latanzio can do to make sure that this team is is still motivated to get this this job done. Uh, follow us on Twitter at For the Crown Baby. Follow Danny at Danny Brams. Follow me at John Hayes on air. It's been a pleasure to be here today, Danny. It's been a pleasure to celebrate a win, um, and the wins are coming fast and and furious. Um, so it's been a uh, what type of evolution is it again? A stellar evolution. I need to go get another one. I just ran out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, quite, quite a nice hazy IPA. Not quite, not quite. It doesn't capture my imagination quite like the lucid dreams. But I do feel like I'm living a lucid dream with this, with this team. And uh, like you said, the Atlanta match was the most important match until the next one. So yeah, Chicago now becomes the most important match, and the streak must continue. So go get yourself another beer. Uh, I'm going to get downstairs, uh, watch the golf this afternoon, watch 76ers game seven against the Celtics. That's, uh, that's, that's a big afternoon. And I've got, uh, while you're doing the show tonight, I'm going to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I love it, man. I saw Guardians last week and I, I overall enjoyed it. It's kind of a roller coaster ride of a film. So I hope, I hope you enjoy it. I'm about to talk about that with you uh, later. Maybe Level Up Luke will bring us on for a, a pop culture cast. Who knows? But uh, uh, you're the man, Johnny. Uh, join us tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern-ish. We'll be getting started with my special guest, he or she. Teaser. Uniquely qualified to uh, talk about uh, what what this team did on Saturday night. So uh, before you watch Succession, get on YouTube and watch the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John. He's Danny from Town Brewing. And as always, go to Crown, baby. Go to Crown.